said, what about, uh, and I've heard that when you perform a curse on somebody, a lot of times it comes back on you double. She said, oh, it does. It can come back on us even 50 times what we do. But we get pleasure in doing evil. That's what she said. And I thought, that's crazy. I wouldn't want to serve a God like that. I'm glad our God doesn't do that. He's not that way. He does. He doesn't cause everything to come back on us. Uh, God, Bible says that God hides our sin. Verse 19. It says that He will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. He puts them somewhere where nobody can get, where they can't be brought back on us, where we're not going to be reminded of them. Thank God so much for that. Our God removes our sins from us. Now the question can come up though. Sometimes we get to think. Sometimes we just need to have a little more faith. We need to trust what the Word of God says. But people they want to figure everything out and they think, how can God forgive all the sin that's committed in this world? Sometimes people they'll get very, you know, they will get disgusted by all the evil. They'll see all the just the wars and sickness and all the just wickedness that goes on, and they're thinking, you know, how can God let all these things happen? But I think it's interesting if we go back and we look at the very first murder that was ever committed. In the book of Genesis, chapter 4, we read the story about how Cain killed his brother Abel. And it says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be on the earth. The Bible says the blood of Abel was crying to him from the ground. Now, if God was able to hear that just that one, can you imagine the cry that must be going out today? You think about all the innocent people that have suffered and just all the murders and all the wickedness that's gone that's gone on. Let me tell you, God knows about every bit of that. God knows what's going on. God knew God knew what Cain had done to his brother. The voice of his brother's blood was crying unto him from the ground. There's people out there who've suffered horribly for things and they, they were innocent. And I'm here to tell you that God knows about all of that today. And God knew about it way back then. And that's why God sent His Son to this world. Because you know what? There is no way man could make up for that. There is no way that we can pay for the sins that we've done, that we can atone for the sins that we've done. It's too wicked. But thank God Jesus Christ did that for us. And so our God is able to forget something like our sins because one, He's merciful, because He is a unique God, He's unlike any other God, but also He is able. And if you look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 15, we start to see how God is able to do it. People think, how can God do that? How can God forgive the sins of this world? How can God forgive my sins? That's a question that's asked many times. How can God forgive my sins they are too great but Hebrews chapter 10 verse 15 says whereof the holy ghost also is witness to us for after that he said before this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days saith the lord i will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will i write them and their sins and iniquities will i remember no more we see that statement again now where remission of these is there is no more offering for sin Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest 
by the blood of Jesus. Now, I don't know if you realize what this is talking about here, but when it talks about entering the holiest, back during the time before Jesus Christ came, the children of Israel, they worshipped in the temple there in Jerusalem. This temple was this big, magnificent, beautiful place. It was a, there was this one room there in the temple. It was, it was known as the Holy of Holies. It was the most holy place in the temple. Inside that temple that sat the Ark of the Covenant, that very spot was the place that we talked about in Sunday school today where Abraham went to sacrifice his son Isaac. It was known as the Holy of Holies. For the, any, the only one who could go in there once a year, only the high priest could go in there. Before he could go in there, he had all these purification things that he had to do. And he would go walking in there. The Bible said uh, they had him wear belts on the borders of their garments. And so he'd walk in there and they'd be able to hear him inside that Holy of Holies. But not, any, not just anybody could go in there. And he'd be in there and they would have a rope tied around his waist that way, because if the priest did anything wrong, if he didn't do everything exactly according to the law, he would fall over dead. God would kill him right there. And nobody could go in there to get him, so otherwise they would die, so they would they would drag him out of there. That's how holy this place was. That's how special this place was. And the Bible says when Jesus died on the cross, that that veil, there was a very large, thick veil, extremely thick veil, that covered that covered that holy of holies, and the Bible says when Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. It got ripped in half. God ripped it apart. You know what He was telling us? The same thing that He told us here. Now with boldness, we can enter into the holy of holies. How? By the blood of Jesus Christ. What God is saying today is now we don't have we don't we can come to God. The Bible says we can approach the throne of grace boldly. You know why? Because we know that the sacrifice for our sins was taken care of and it was taken care of right through the blood of Jesus Christ. Those priests, boy, a lot of it was on them. They had to make sure they did everything right. I mean, the purification things they had to go through, I mean, they were pretty extreme. And if they didn't do it exactly right, they would die. But we don't have to worry about that. Everything was done. It was completed. It was completed in Jesus Christ by His blood that He shed for us on the cross, and thank God that Jesus Christ is able to do that. He's able, uh, he's he's able to forgive us of our sins. And there's, I tell you, there are many Bibles today. Many of the other verses of the Bible, they've taken a lot of the verses about the blood of Christ out. And the blood of Christ is key. It's one of the main things. It's it's the key thing in our salvation. That blood He shed for us. It was a precious blood. It was it was a holy blood. He was. Uh, he was innocent. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 1.18, it says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the traditions from your fathers, there are some religions, there are some people, you know, you can, you can buy salvation through giving to the church, giving offerings through silver and gold. The Bible says we're not redeemed by corruptible things. Those the treasures of this earth, someday they're going to burn up. Someday they're going to be gone. They're not eternal. They're only temporary. But the Bible says that but it was with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. God's able to forgive us because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It cleansed us from our sins. Christ's blood cleanses. 1 John 1.7 says, Ah, uh, so for without the or lost my spot there. First John one 
says, says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Or it says, and then it says that the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sins. Christ's blood cleanses. Thank God for that. Also, Romans chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. I want to read a couple of verses to you there. Romans 5, 8 and 9. Christ's blood also, it justifies. Now, once again, sometimes people get to thinking about this and they think they don't deserve it. They shouldn't be allowed to. There's too much bad they've done. There's no way that God can forgive all that. There's no way they can be justified. There's no way they can claim the blessings of God. There's no way they could ever enter into heaven. But Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God knew what you were when He saved you. He knew what we were when he, what we were going to be when He died on the cross. And it says, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Notice it says saved from wrath. You know why? Because yes, that sin makes God angry. God hates sin. God sees what's going on in the world today and He, doesn't, he does not like it. And let me tell you, there's coming a day. There is coming a, tribu- a day of tribulation, the Bible talks about. Seven years of tribulation where the wrath of God is going to be poured out on this world, where the wrath of God is going to go and it's going to... I mean, the world's going to pay for what's gone on, for what's happened. But the Bible says that we can be saved from the wrath of God through the blood of Jesus. That we're justified by His blood. I'm, I can say I'm going to heaven today not because of anything that I've done. I do not believe in that works are what saves you. The Bible clearly says it is not of works. I'm, I am able to go to heaven today because of the blood of Christ. It justifies me for my sins. Jesus paid for my sins. You can talk about the things I've done all you want, but to God, if you can remember it, and you, and you probably will, people always remember the things that you've done, but God doesn't remember it. It's been taken care of. It's been justified. It's been cleansed through the blood of Christ. And I thank God for that. His blood justifies. But not only does His blood justify us, His blood, it changes us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. I love this passage of Scripture. This passage, it gets me excited. But Christ's blood, it changes. In 1 Corinthians 15, 50, it says, Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. You know, it might seem kind of weird sometimes when we say that people like me or people like you can go to heaven. We can look at ourselves and think there is just absolutely, there's absolutely no way. And in a sense, you're right. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Corruption cannot inherit incorruption. We are corrupt people. We are sinners. But it says in verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. You know why we're not immortal today? Because we're sinners. The Bible says when God made man, he was made to live forever. But when he ate of that fruit, the Bible said you'll surely die. And he eventually did die. We're all gonna we're all 
going to die because of our sin. But it says this mortal must put on immortality. So in this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you today that we don't, we don't deserve immortality. We don't deserve heaven. We deserve hell. We're, we're a sinner. We're corrupt. But the Bible says, thanks be to God which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to stay this way. And if you're saved today, you're not going to stay this way. You still have that sin nature now. You still have that flesh and blood that wants to, that messes up all the time and it's always letting God down and it's always making mistakes. But there's coming a day. The Bible says it's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye where we'll all be changed. There's coming a day where the Lord's going to come and He's going to take us to be with Him to heaven. And if that, if that day comes before we die... Well, I'd be thrilled to death, but that may, that uh, some of you we might die before that happens. We don't know when that's going to happen. But there is coming a day where God's going to change this flesh. There's, uh, if Lord tarries is coming, one of these days, all of us we're going to die, and our bodies are going to be taken and they're going to be put in the ground somewhere. They're going to be buried, and our bodies are going to are going to be stuck there. And for a time, the grave's got victory over us. For a time, these bodies, our spirits are there, our soul, it's in heaven with Christ. But these bodies are going to be stuck in the ground. They're, they're there. They're going to be, they're going to see corruption. They're going to start to rot. They're going to deteriorate. But you know what? There is coming a day though where the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall arise. Where He's going to raise us from the dead. And this mortal, is going to put on immortality. And He's going to resurrect us just like Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. And He's going to take us to heaven and so and we will forever be with the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. And we talk about that and you think there is absolutely no way. I'm here to tell you there is a way and it's through Jesus Christ. He made a way for us. He is the resurrection and the life, the Bible says. Jesus Christ, He died. He really died. He didn't just go into a coma. He didn't just pass out. He was dead. They put Him in a tomb and three days later, He rose from the dead on His own power because He is the resurrection of life. Jesus Christ, He raised Lazarus from the dead. He raised many other people from the dead while He was here on this earth. And someday, He's going to raise all of us. And I'm looking forward to that. And we have that victory through Jesus Christ. His blood, it will change us. And when that day comes, when He does change us, the Bible says that we will be like Him. For we shall see him as he is. Think, there's there's no way that I can do that. Well, you know, that's you're thinking with this sinful flesh we have now and the sinful mind. Someday God's going to change us. Someday we're not going to have that desire to sin anymore. We're not going to want to sin. The things that get us in trouble all the time, the the you know, the things that we just can't seem to get victory over. Someday God's going to change us, and it's not going to be that way. And I'm looking forward to that day. I hope it happens soon. You know, everyone who will ever go to heaven, everyone, they're going to go through the blood of Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. 
He washed us in His own blood, the Bible says. That's why we're able to do that. I know it's hard for us to comprehend. It's hard for us to imagine. Because we are. We're dirty. There are some things here in this earth that you know that can get so dirty that you just have to get rid of them. You can't clean it. You know, there's laundry detergent things you can use in their clothes, but sometimes there's some stains you can get on there, and there's just no way you're going to get it out. You throw it away. You know, our sins that we've committed on this earth, there's nothing we can do to cleanse it. But the blood of Christ, it can cleanse any sin. It can cleanse the great the greatest sin. And everybody that goes to heaven, there's going to be some horrible people that they've realized they were a sinner and they've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ that are going to be in heaven. In Revelation 7.9, I love this verse. because It says, And after this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number. This is talking about in the future. Of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the land clothed with white robes in palms in their hands. People from everywhere. People from all over the world. People from every language. The Bible says to stand there in white robes. That white is a symbol of purity. Standing, I'm here to tell you, there is not a multitude that nobody can number that have lived on this earth that have not sinned. There's only been one that's made it through this world without sinning, and that was Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that someday there's going to be a multitude standing before the throne in white robes. And it says in verse 10, they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? He's looking he's like, He's like, you want to know who these are? And John says, he said, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Think about that. That's how. Now, our blood, if it gets on our clothes and things, it's pretty much done, isn't it? Blood can be one. Of, blood can be one of the worst stains. But that blood of Christ, the Bible says, it cleanses us, and they are able to stand there in white robes because they they have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I don't know about you, but that that's exciting to me to think that all my sins can be forgiven, that all my sins are gone, that they've been removed from me, that I can stand before God someday and stand there in a white robe and. Not because of me, but because of Jesus Christ and what He did. Ephesians 1.7 says, "...in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace." The Bible that we just read a story it talks about these multitudes. Think, how can God forgive that many people? How can He save that many people? How can His blood save that many people? The Bible says it's through the riches according to the riches of His grace. I believe today that that blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross, it was enough to pay for this every sin that was ever committed 
since the beginning of time. Unfortunately, not everybody wants to receive that free gift of salvation. Not everybody wants to go through Jesus Christ. Some people, they want to try it on their own good works. They think they can earn heaven. They want to try some other God. Some people, they're not interested in being cleansed from their sins. They want to go on and do whatever they want to do. But I'm here to tell you today that God will save anybody who will ask them. The Bible says, Him that cometh to Me, I will in no wise cast out. That price that He paid on the cross, it's enough. According to the riches of His grace. You'd be thrilled to death if somebody came to you today and said, you know what? I'd like to, I'm going to pay all, pay all your debts that you owe. Every dollar you owe, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to take care of it. Boy, you'd be thrilled to death. And you know what? There's some people that are capable, that might be capable of doing that, but there's probably nobody that's capable of doing it for everybody. If you, pretty soon, they're going to run out of money. But you know what? Jesus Christ, He doesn't mind making this offer to the whole world because of the riches of His grace. He can forgive everyone's sins. He, and He will if they'll just ask Him. And if you've never done that, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. I don't know why you wouldn't want to get your sins covered and have them cast in the depths of the sea. The, devil, the people might remind you of it. The devil, he will remind you. He'll remind you of your sins all the time. He'll tell you you're no good. He'll tell you you've done too much bad. God can never use you. There's no way God's going to let you into heaven. The devil will remind you of your sins all the time. You'll remind yourself of your sins. But God won't remember them. He's not going to remind you of them. You know what? Every time you start feeling guilty about the things that you've done in the past, let me tell you, if you've been saved, if they've been, if you've been washed in the blood, remember that's the devil bringing that up. Don't let him, don't let him do that to you. You remind him about what Jesus did. You, you quote, you, you go ahead and you quote that verse out loud about the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sins. He doesn't like hearing about the blood because he knows that that's one thing that he cannot compete with. That's something he cannot stand against. It's too powerful. It is, it is too great. And if you've never received Christ as your Savior, well, I'd love if you'd come and talk to me after the service. I'd love to take the Bible and show you how you can know for sure you're on your way to heaven. How you can have your sins cast in the depths of the sea. What a wonderful, wonderful gift that God gives us. That gift of salvation. So we can all stand together this morning with our heads bowed.